Looking for a way to keep your kids or grandkids entertained? Just tell your smart speaker to play Vision Kids Radio. Vision Kids! Problem solved. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. So another example is where it says, For everyone who does evil hates the light and doesn't come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. Yeah, so another, another use of the word. That's yeah. fear of having everybody find out all your dirty little secrets. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In today's program, we're going to speak about fear, understanding when fear is not fear, when fear is fear, when is fear something completely unrelated to fear. These are all good questions and a bit of a mystery that we're going to attempt to resolve today. We talk a lot about the importance of context when understanding Scripture, and this is one of those examples. And uh, it kind of got driven home to me a little bit more when I read um, an article that was written by Dr. Nicholas Shasser. He's on the website for the Israel Bible Center. It's a really great website. I thoroughly recommend it. It's messianic, so it's really good, really great. Dr. Shasser was uh, teaching from Proverbs uh, chapter 9, verse 10, and it says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So if you are new to the Christian faith or new to reading the Bible, you'd think, I don't understand why fearing God would have that result. I mean, why would I want to be frightened of mm, God? Yeah. To somebody new, doesn't make sense. But if you've been a Christian for any reasonable length of time, you, you're kind of going to know that, that it's talking about reverential respectful fear. But what I did was I, I I did a bit of a search on the blueletterbible.org, my favorite online Bible <laughs> study resource. It's just so wonderful. And uh, surprise, surprise, there are eight different Hebrew words that are translated as fear. There are eight different Greek words mm-hmm. that are translated as fear. So that's 16 different words all translated as fear. And I'm not going to try to read those out because I'm going to botch the pronunciations for sure. But They often have similar meanings, but when they're translated, the Bible translates them all as fear. And if you don't understand the little nuances of what those Mm. are, you're not going to understand what that means unless you've got a much broader context reading before and after that particular verse. Well, the context is always important, isn't it? And I guess... Seriously. Obviously, you've got that reverential fear that you talked about, uh, fearing God's wrath, and judgment is another thing. So there's all different ways. And I mean, obviously, then God in some passages says that he will put his fear into Israel's enemies. So there's different you know, contexts and different understandings of what yeah. uh, that fear is. Obviously, within you know, our own English, we would, if you look at a thesaurus, you could see words like terror, horror, scared, terrified, you know, mortified. There's a whole bunch of different words that you know, all could be expressions of fear, but they're probably used in different you know, places in different contexts depending on you know, what's being said. Different different kinds of fear, absolutely. We've got so many di- – I mean, I could turn around and say, you know, I fear there's a storm coming this afternoon. I'm not expressing mm. horror. You're not there. shaking in your boots. I'm not shaking in my <laughs> boots, but it's a different kind of fear. Dr. Shasser, in his um, article, he used an example of words that are spelt exactly the same pronounced exactly the same, but have completely different meanings. Like, for example, the word overlooks, all right? Um, You could say, the view from the balcony overlooks the park. You could also say, 
he always overlooks the important details. Mm, yeah. Totally it's, different meaning. The, the word is exactly the same, and yet the meanings couldn't be further apart. Yeah. Well, I guess even you've got words that are spelt the same, like live and live are spelt the <laughs> yeah. same, but, I mean, it's a very different context depending it's on… It's even pronounced differently. Yeah, that's right. And obviously you have to read a sentence to understand where it comes. I remember years ago… I was working at a station called Live FM. Yeah. But when it first changed its name to Live FM, I saw it written first and I thought, I don't know, is that called Live FM or Live <laughs> FM? I actually didn't know until I heard someone say it and put it in the context. Yes, yeah, so that's right. You've got to have the context because sometimes you don't know otherwise. All right, so in the context of Proverbs 19 that I, I read just before, the Hebrew word in there is Yira, and it's very commonly used in the Bible. But what about some of the other variations? I want to look at those. And one of them is actually in the Psalm of the Good Shepherd. Yeah, well, that's probably one of the best known Psalms, isn't yeah, it? You know, the, yeah. Uh, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Mm. So you've got this example where the psalmist is walking through a situation facing death, uh, and yet he's not uh, referring, he's not feeling that that fear, that dread, yeah. because God's with him. Yeah, yeah. So he's 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 surrounded by it and mm. yet not touched by it. Yeah. Genesis 9-2 is another one. It says, The fear of you and the terror of you will be on every beast of the earth and on every bird of the sky and everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea and into your hand they're given. Do you, mm. Can you remember the context of that verse? Now, that, I'm pretty sure that's God speaking to Noah, I think, when he was yeah. getting ready to build the ark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he, he puts fear into these animals. Mm. And yet what was Noah going to do with the animals? Mm. He was going to save them. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so God puts this fear um, for their benefit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the animals are... Fearing Noah, but coming to him to be saved, <laughs> to go into the ark. I'm terrified of you. Save me. Yeah. It's a crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So another example is John 3, verse 20, where it says, For everyone who does evil hates the light and doesn't come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. Yeah. So another, that's, another use of the word fear That's there. fear of having everybody find out all your mm. dirty little secrets. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? You'd be absolutely yeah. scared stiff. Okay. So I want to go back to... The very first verse that I read, which was Proverbs 9.10. But would you mind reading verse 9 first and then following with, mm -hmm. with verse 10? All right. So verse 9 says, Give instruction to a wise man and he'll still be wiser. Teach a righteous man and he'll increase his learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So it kind of broadens the context, mm. doesn't it, about, yeah. okay, it's not, you know, okay, if you have reverential fear for God, um, you, it, it's the start of actually becoming a wise, uh, knowledgeable person. However, he's actually talking about uh, in the initial stages of that, that a wise man is going to be wiser if you teach a righteous man to increase his learning because and how and why and through mm. this fear. And it's, uh, let me finish with what, um, I'll quote what Dr. Shasta says because he puts it far better than I can. He says, in this context, fear means awareness or realization. The fear of the Lord is another way of saying the knowledge of God. Mm. So that the context is very different, yeah. you know, and that's that makes all the difference. And, and we say it all the time. If you're going to read your Bible, 
keep every verse in its context. Don't just pull a verse out, yeah. take it out of its context, and then decide that it means something. Keep it in its context so you don't get that confused. Let me have – I've got a really graphic example to share with you about what happens when you don't understand the context. You've heard of Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey was a Baptist, and I remember hearing her talk about it, actually. She was in church one day, and her the minister was um, – teaching or preaching from that particular verse that says that God is a jealous God. There are numerous places in mm. Scripture it says he's a jealous God. She was so offended by that and so upset about it that she thought, I, I can't believe in a God who's jealous. Her problem was is that she was putting her definition of the word yeah. jealous into the meaning of the Scripture, and she thought, I'm, I don't want anything to do with that kind yeah. of a God. And she embraced New Age spirituality. And can I just say, she has... She has led millions of people down that mm. road, all because she completely misunderstood the context of that verse. And she, either the minister didn't explain it, and she certainly didn't pursue um, a proper definition to try to get at She didn't go to the minister and say, I don't get that. Can you explain yeah. that to me? She just got offended, walked away, and judged God guilty of something by mm. her standards. Yeah. So context is just so important. Yep, such a vital thing. So it's important to keep it in mind. and. In everything that we read, whether, as you say, just taking a verse or even sometimes half a verse, pull it out, we need to be looking at it in the broader context Absolutely. to understand exactly what God yeah. is trying to say. So let me just finish with a quick quote from Dr. Nicholas Chasser, whose inspiration for this came from when I read his article. He said, in order to ascertain the implication of a given word, the reader must consult the surrounding context. Great advice. Well, that brings today's program to a close, but a reminder that you can listen back to today's episode and others that you might have missed via our website or your favourite podcast app. Just search Foundations with Mandy and Robbo to find it or go to the website vision.org.au forward slash foundations. We look forward to you joining us again next time as we desire to understand the Jewish cultural, historical and spiritual context of the Word of God on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.